rhythm life. Welcome to Music is My Medicine podcast on Rhythm Life. Today I'm talking to a very special guest, Nina Rose. She's a British Ghanaian singer and songwriter based in London. Her music is a beautiful blend of Afrobeats, R&B and catchy melodies. Nina has been featured on many radio stations and recently took part in a television show. Nina Rose, welcome to the show. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> That was a nice intro. (laughs) How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm well. Thank you so much for coming. Really, really appreciate that. I will start with a question. How are you feeling? I've heard that you've been through a... a, a, a (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been through a bit of an interesting time. Um, I was in Ghana for three weeks um, throughout April and the beginning of May. And when I came back, I found out I had malaria, um, which you get from... Mosquito bites, and I'm hearing something about drinking water, but I don't know how true that is. I don't know if that's a thing or not. But from what I know, I definitely got it from a mosquito bite. Um, oh dear. So yeah, I was in hospital for a little while, but oh um, I'm back and amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, but I hope I hope it didn't spoil your trip to, to go. No, on. well, you know what? I didn't have any symptoms or any issues until I got back to the UK. So. I was home for a day and the next day is when I started to feel unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, so my trip was amazing and it's not stopped me from wanting to go back. I just need to be a bit more sensible and ensure I take my malaria tablets next time I go. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it, it was great. I think it's helped me find a new me. It's almost like a rebirth. I mean, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the way that I'm seeing it anyway, because... I never anticipated being ill or having to be in hospital. I've never been admitted to hospital my whole life. So it was quite daunting. Oh, yeah. Um, but when I was in Ghana, I was able to create more music. I was able to play around with my sound a little bit more. Um, just vibing with artists in Africa was a completely different experience for me than in the UK. I thought not that mm. to say they're more passionate about music, but they it's, things aren't handed as quickly as they are over here. So their their energy and their hunger just to create is is so different. Like I'd spend like twelve hours in the studio. Wow. Um, and they'd make the beats from scratch. It was just it was just such an amazing experience. I can't lie. Like I'm I'm in love with Ghana. Like I I dream about it every night based oh, on my experience there. But yeah, it's so, great. So you're like, do you do you um tap into like Ghanaian sort of music? beats or do you treat it as an inspiration how would you what's your connection um, with your uh... well, so I don't, I don't know this is the first time I've ever worked with like Ghanaian like producers um and even the ones that I worked with quite closely they're actually Nigerian so mm-hmm. in, you know West Africa is isn't massive everybody kind of home is home you know in the UK it's very much like oh Ghanaians Nigerians da, da, da. everyone's very <laughs> separated but it's not like that in Ghana like you just you get people from different parts of Africa residing there, um, and it's yeah, it's one sound. It's just it's one sound. But the the um, producers I gravitated towards most were Nigerian. So mm-hmm. um, and I I had a few like 
Ghanaian speaking, well, it's not even Ghanaian speaking, they have many different languages, but people that speak Chi that were around me were trying to help me implement that into my music, which mm-hmm. adds to the authenticity because you can have an Afrobeats beat mm-hmm. and talk English on it throughout the whole track, which is fine, which is rela- relatable. Everyone speaks English in Ghana anyway, but I feel mm-hmm. like it resonates and hits a bit more if you have something that's authentic in there. So mm-hmm. I'm half Ghanaian, half Jamaican. So my mom's Jamaican and my dad's Ghanaian. So I've okay. never really been able to learn the language. My dad blames it on the fact that my mom's from Jamaica, so he's never really put in that much effort to teach us. But um, I'm still on the quest. Like, I'm going to spend some time in Ghana and hopefully I can pick up the language. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Do you do you tap into Jamaican music? Or like, how, how what's yeah. your relationship with your heritage in general? Or like It's, my heritage, I mean, my parents have always encouraged us to embrace both. Mm-hmm. So I've been to both Ghana and Jamaica. I've been to Ghana a lot more times than I've been to Jamaica. I'm assuming it's because it's my dad, just because it's my dad. And <laughs> that's just where we used to go on summer holidays throughout primary school. But um, I'm very well connected. Like, I love both of my cultures. Like, I can speak Patois better than I can speak Tree or Fanti. I'm actually, fan- the tribe that I'm from is Fanti. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I can't really speak it. Like, there's like small amounts. But um, I try to implement both. Mm-hmm. Um, within my music so people always laugh because you might hear me doing like a patwa vibe at the beginning of the song and then halfway through it turns into more of an afro feel but I kind of like that because that's, mm-hmm. that's part of who I am you know yeah amazing amazing that you so I, how did you start making music was it like something that was always in your life or there was the like, aha moment where you um, yeah from primary school I've been making music and creating songs but um, it was only when I went to college I studied performance studies and we actually had to make a song from scratch beginning mm-hmm. to end and create the music as well and I realised how much I enjoyed it but I didn't take it very seriously I did talent shows and I sung in church like I used to be mm-hmm. like youth um, choir leader um, so I really enjoyed that. But then once life changed, you get a little bit older and, you know, the anxiety and silly things kick in. Mm-hmm. I think I lost confidence in singing. Um, and then, in, oh. yeah, completely lost confidence in singing. So I was doing more artist management. I was doing events management. So I was creating the spaces for artists mm-hmm. to, you know, perform and promote themselves and their music. I was never confident enough to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the aha moment that you're talking about happened mm-hmm. during lockdown 2020. Oh, wow. There wasn't much going on. And I'd been in the studio and I'd had some songs that I'd um, recorded, but I was a bit shy about releasing them. And oh. I just got to the point, I was, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? I'm just going to put it out there. And I yeah. shot my first ever video. So my debut single was Like I Do. And um, I just kept going from there, really just release after release. I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Okay, let's get in there and do another song. And I now have six singles um, out. Yeah. Oh, wow. I I mean, I love that. I love that, that, um, uh, you know, you you just kind of helping other artists, you know, to kind of make the things happen. And then suddenly just kind of thought like, okay, um, I can do that because that was always in you. Was there anything in your life that kind of pushed you there or just like looking at other artists or just inspired you to Um, come out? The show. I think it's always I've always have the, had the urge and you know you go to shows and you watch people perform and you're like I could do that like I know that sometimes I could do that be- I could do that better or I wish yeah. that was me and it got to the point where it was almost unco- I wanted to do it so bad it was uncomfortable going to shows and watching people perform because I wow. was like I had yeah. this desire to do it it was just about the confidence yeah um so when you go out and you perform and people hear your music and they're like oh you know, I really vibed with that. Oh, I like that song. I'm like, or you yeah. have people singing your music back or that kind of thing. There's so much joy in that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think. 
Oh, I'm so glad that you are making music. It must be like it's so nice to see like people feeling fulfilled and and being on the right track. It's like I just hate people with talent seeing them not like pursuing what they want. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, isn't it? It is. Even I've got friends around me like they've got some amazing music. You'd be surprised the amount of talent that there is, and they're just sitting on these tracks over and over again. But me, I want it. Like I'm at the stage where I'm. I'm so passionate about my music. I'm so, I'm enjoying my sound and I'm confident with it. Like I want the world to hear my music. I feel like it's almost unfair to hide your talent or not share it. Yeah, I mean, world, you know? I, I think, yeah, I think that there's something wrong with not, not using your talents. Mm. Like it's it's not even like, okay, I'm talented, but I don't care. No, it's just like the principle is wrong. Yeah. If you have a talent, you have to do something with it. There's people that are wishing they could sing or rap or dance or whatever and they it may are there, be. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Gosh. And how do you find being, um, obviously, a female musician from a female perspective? How do you find the industry? Um, is there any difference? Is there more pressure on female artists? How? What, what's your personal experience? I think, yeah, there is a lot of pressure because, you know, we all want to look good and feel comfortable in our skin. And, you know, I've recently been on a gym journey over the past like, six months or so because I did get to a point where I was uncomfortable with the way that I looked. I wasn't feeling as sexy or whatever it is in front of the mirror. And then when you're in front of people in front of a crowd, you feel like you're being scrutinized. So even down to your outfits that you decide to wear, just... You know, you want to, you want to feel comfortable when you're dancing or while not thinking else. Oh, I'm hanging over. I think that that's just natural from for most women. I think, but mm-hmm. it can be a bit daunting sometimes. So I'll be honest, guys can be quite intense, even if, if whether it's in my DMs or face to face or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. That I know that I sing sexy songs sometimes, and I can be quite like a sexual mm-hmm. person, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I want. Like be be approached on Instagram with yeah, weird requests. It can right? be yeah, 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 yeah it can course. be really awkward sometimes. But um and but and then it makes you think: Do I dumb down? Do I am I less of myself? Do, do I be less of myself so that I don't have to experience this? And even just outside of supporters or people that um mm-hmm. find me interesting doing that, like within the industry, mm-hmm. when you want to work with a a producer or a D, it, it it could be anyone. And you think that it's like an innocent, it's an innocent thing. They want to meet up, you have a meeting and then it just goes a little bit left or it becomes yeah. sexual or yeah, there's like, yeah, yeah. They, they want to pursue you in other ways. And then when you don't give into that, it's like, well, yeah, well, that thing that I spoke to you about or that deal or whatever it is that I, I mentioned, that's not really going to happen anymore because you're not giving yeah. me what I want. Yeah. And I learned that very early, which is, it's quite unfortunate because you you see these people, you watch their journey, you admire the things that they do. And then when you're put into a room with them, it's exciting. It's like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, how can you help me? And then, that, that, yeah, then it's just that, that ugh straight, moment. Oh, yeah, you're like, really? Again, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, no, no, I, I totally get it. You know what? Sometimes I think um, because it's across like definitely I can I can imagine music industry is, is particularly like savage for female, uh, uh, female musicians. Um, um, I've got experience in like video production. It was similar for me, uh, a female producer, like but that was years ago back in Italy. I was sometimes one the, the only female in crew on set wow. of like 50 people. So um, but with those situations, but you know what? Like as as women, sometimes we just accept it. We take it as a reality. Okay, this is it. Oh, another dude is yeah. like just sending me weird messages. Or another time in a work situation when you're in the studio trying to make something, you know, 
creative happen and then you just have a side conversation about oh yeah exactly um but i think like if we reverted it imagine exactly the same situation happening in the studio but it's a male singer and female Mm. producer how would that feel that would be so weird and awkward and people would be like hang on a minute what's What's going going on on here yeah exactly so when, when i thought about it i just thought no we are just accepting too much i think there's something wrong with the society we just kind of thought like okay it's it's normal for for females to be basically um seen as just those like sexual creatures with mm, no feelings yeah, no talent yeah. as well because you know like like you do amazing music you should be listened to appreciated for the music that you're making mm. um and you know uh especially when people approach you to work with you shouldn't have like second sort of I know but unfortunately it's just kind of the way the world works. I think it's, it's important to be able to assert yourself and, in those situations and not feel a way to speak up or speak out because there's, there sadly are lots of stories where people have felt like they have to give in just so they can get that opportunity or just so they can be on that show or whatever. But um, yeah, no one deserves that. So No, you know. no, 100%. So what would you say to like young girls wanting to, to be in the music industry, wanting to be singers? Um, um, I'd say like be confident and just go for it. Like if that's your desire and that's the urge, something that you want to do, start early. I think the earlier, the better. But just be wise, and it, it's important to surround yourself around the right people and think about your why. Like why is it that you want to do it? If it's just about the glitz and the glam and a certain lifestyle, then you know what I mean. I feel I feel like we kind of lost a bit of an essence of the, the love for music because people are seeing this microwave thing where you know you got a song that goes viral and then everybody loves it and then overnight you're this star and you're getting all this money and this and that but you don't actually care about music and it's, it sounds cliche because a lot of people say oh you know we've lost the love for music but it's real when I think about the artists that I love and appreciate or and look up to mm-hmm. they are passionate about music when I feel something when I hear their songs or whatever and that's just that's not even the deep stuff it's even the, the music that's just you want to get up and, and dance but yeah, yeah, yeah that you know that they love what they do and I think that makes a difference if you just want it just because it's a lifestyle and it looks like it it works and you don't have to do much for it and you slap on the auto-tune and you know you're going to go to the show and not be able to perform the song then don't do it but if you know it's your desire and you've got a message to share and you feel like you know your music can travel because mm-hmm. it's, it's a frequency it's an energy i i love music that i don't even understand the words to but i know that there's a passion and there's a you know there's something behind it that you relate to mm-hmm. um but yeah there's a lot of microwave yeah. artists out there at the moment and i think it is a little bit unfair because those that are talented and have put in the ground but then people say no but then they're just taking the opportunity and they you know what other people need to just run with it but then i don't know there's a there's um there's a fine line yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And I sometimes I think that the uh, because of social media, we have we have even more people famous for being famous. Just literally no substance whatsoever. Honestly, <laughs> nothing to say. No talent. Like I don't know what they do. <laughs> they just... Yeah, and that's and I think that's why I'm so excited to travel the world and be outside of the UK because the things that we glorify here or the things that we see as important or valuable it's really not and we've got these weird fake celebrities that we I don't know I follow pages like the Shade Barra. um <laughs> I don't think UK UK gossip doesn't exist anymore does it 
I haven't seen their stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, and you you want to see some news, you want to hear something interesting about people in the UK, and you see the same people over and over again. And you're like, why do we even care about this? Why are we even talking about this? Yeah. So like, yeah. when people say you shouldn't say London's bad vibes, but it is bad vibes. It's just a mixture of people, just a bit lost, and yeah. we just we're just so used to this same thing over and over again, and we're stuck in this weird cycle. And yeah, I yeah. just don't want to be involved. <laughs> I don't want to be involved. I'm a boss, so I need a boss. Oh, a plug. the cabins um it was it, you know what? it was a fun experience all in all you know i'll be mm -hmm. i'll be honest it was fun um a little i was quite nervous on the way on that train journey down because you know when you decide to go on tv at the time it was all fun and games actually t was one of the people that encouraged me to go on the show because they dm'd me on instagram and were like oh yeah hi would you like to be on a dating show and i thought dating show no way first i was like if it's not love island like i'm not interested because i'm thinking about what comes afterwards but my opinions yeah. changed on that slightly because i don't think the mental health stuff is protected at all and you know not every anyway that's a whole different topic <laughs> but um yeah i wasn't sure but then you know i thought maybe it, it could be fun you could, i could potentially find love and it i don't know it'd be something to you know push my profile a little bit as it was itv2 um mm. it wasn't like a basic channel i just thought you know I'll, I'll give it a go i'm one of those people i can be a bit impulsive sometimes but i want to i i i'm i'll seize the moment and try something yeah, it's new. worth giving it a go yeah right? so, so but it's just that you you don't know what's going to happen they talk to you for weeks and weeks about what your type is and you know mm -hmm. how you're not going to meet the guy and then as soon as i got um to carlisle i had to, i was taken to a hotel and because it was still lockdown times you're only allowed out for like an hour a day oh, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing until you actually got to the cabin mm -hmm. and obviously I was the first person in the cabins and oh, I had gosh. to wait for him no yeah. pressure <laughs> I know and then like the producers are in your ears like telling you oh, can you just say your thoughts out loud or can you just speak up and I was thinking oh my gosh I never really do I, obviously everyone talks to themselves but I had to like say everything I was thinking out loud and then the cameras were everywhere so if, say like we're sitting in the room that like we are now there were three or four surrounding you so every time you move the camera would move with you and I wasn't used to that at all gosh, um yeah. but it's something that was character building for me. I had to yeah. show that I could still be myself in that setting because a lot of the feedback that I got from people was like, you were still you. You were so you. Mm. Like I'm watching it and I feel like I'm watching my friend or I'm watching someone that, you know, yeah. I know. Um, which was, 
like quite good. good for me. Yeah, because you know, you naturally see the cameras and you feel like maybe you're playing up or you have to say something that yeah whatever but yeah. I was quite comfortable with um Ad what's, what's his name again um <laughs> I was quite comfortable with Ade so I suppose it was like a relaxed environment I guess yeah I mean it's, you know what like as you said like you have to like when you try new things you need to test yourself in different situations and that was you know a media experience that yeah. you know actually you never know maybe quite soon you know like one of your songs completely you know ends up on the charts and then you have to you have to deal with all the media mm. buzz which is like it sounds glamorous but can be really intimidating tough and cruel as well yeah so you know the fact that you you know you had that opportunity to to try something I'm always up for like you know uh, taking on challenges and I think it's that's the way to be because like the things that we regret right are usually the ones that we didn't do yeah right course, so so you know for, for me like fair play and well done uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean my parents were like quite appalled especially my dad he was just like do you really have to do this like really but I feel like once it happened they kind of just adjusted you know <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's a fun show come yeah, on it's it like there's fun. nothing like you, you don't hurt anybody right yeah, of course. Just like, I mean yeah some people you know because because of being a dating show some people get like a bit timid and like be like oh my god would I do that but people love watching that yeah, stuff of as course. well it's so popular <laughs> that is all that's on TV at the moment yeah so yeah yeah no mm -hmm. that's 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 really good so how do you see yourself in like say three years Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, in three years' time, I'd like to I'd like to really be on a global scale when it comes to my music because I plan to travel and tour with my new sound. Like this is my I'm working on my first ever project, my first ever EP, mm -hmm. um, which for, has five tracks that I'm actually proud of. You know, I feel like there's been a a a little quite well, not that long, Jan. I've only been doing for a couple, doing music for a couple of years now. But in that process, um, I've grown and changed a lot as an artist. So the mm -hmm. way I see my music, yeah, I, I, I know that it's something that could be on a global scale. I'd like to be touring. I'd like to be living outside of the UK. Mm. Um, I'd Anywhere like in particular. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Ghana's obviously on the list. <laughs> I also really like the Seychelles. Mm -hmm. So anywhere with sun and happy people, really, Aww. that's that's the vibes for me. But um, I'm also open to like traveling to different places and you know living, even if it's like three or four months at a time. Because sure, um, yeah. naturally, yeah, as an artist, you do tour and go to different places and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, touring's definitely on the list. Um, relocation is on the list of things in that time. And um, I'd love to have like some sync deals i'd like to have my music in movies um mm. oh, and tv shows yeah. and that kind of thing because i've played around with my sound a little bit and i feel like yeah there's space for that oh yeah yeah 100 so, 100%, 100%. i mean you don't no, not a lot of artists think about it oh but, right yeah. yeah you have to think now yeah, where the money's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I can tell you as a as a you know video producer, yes. Yeah, <laughs> there is money in music usages. Yeah, there are some artists that don't even perform live shows. Like they literally just have sync deals, and their music is just for movies, and just, and they are doing, they are well. They have a good life. Yeah, they have a good life. <laughs> Honestly, it depends, depends what you like. But I love being on stage. I love performing and that kind of thing. So I find I think I'd find that hard to let go, but. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to go where the money resides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's fair. It's like you know, it's it's a music business. It's a it's a show. It's a show business. Like anything, like to do with music, with film, it's a show business. Yeah, and I, I always think about it as a. Uh, in show business, there are two words. There's show and there is business. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> to, to to build up a career, there's always that element of, of you know, making business, bit of marketing and all of that. But, uh, like you said, to make in order to make good music, you have to love making music. Yeah. That, that's it. And then, you know, business is the, like, step number two that follows. It's all about, like, how you, how you kind of sell yourself. Yeah. But coming back to that music, uh, good music and love making music, music uh this sort of uh, podcast is called um music is my medicine so how mm, is, i love that is music a medicine for you how oh 100 100 i think there was a time i was like maybe like 2018 i felt like i lost myself completely and, and didn't recognize myself anymore i didn't have much confidence and that kind of thing and creating music and being in a space with other artists and creatives i feel like yeah saved me and helped me find my way again I think music has that thing of helping people connect with each other and we have music for different seasons different feelings if you're sad if you're happy if you're excited if you're getting ready to go out there's a vibe for everything Mm -hmm. so yeah it's, it's definitely medicine it definitely is medicine and has helped me a great deal Mm. on my journey yeah nice nice one I was just you know thinking of that moment where you were just yeah looking at people at the stage and feeling the voice in your throat that that had to come out (laughs) opening the throat chakra that's what we got to to say (laughs) open it because it closes up it it does close up and nerves anxiety everything can change everything even when you're on stage and about to perform Mm -hmm. you can decide how you're going to use that energy because if I give in to the nerves, oh, mate, it's a completely different voice. Who is even, is that even Nina? Like, what voice is that? But if you channel it and push through, you know, it's a, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. So... Wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much thought goes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're totally right. Yeah, your voice changes and like, yeah, it's, it, it impacts how your body reacts to thoughts. Right? Exactly. Yeah, amazing. So, what is coming next? Like soon in the next coming months? Yeah. So in the next coming months, I'll be releasing my EP Afro Love, um, which is mainly Afro sounds. I've got a couple tracks in there that do implement a bit of a bashment vibe but it is mainly afro um and i think off the back of my single sweet talk which did really well um it's probably like the highest number of streams i've ever received um i've kind of kept going with the afro vibe the afro Mm -hmm. r&b afro pop vibe Mm -hmm. um yeah which seems to resonate with people quite a lot so yeah that's what's coming up um i plan to go back to ghana and um shoot some some videos and i've got a few features with some artists out there as well and i I generally want to work work and connect with other artists here as well it'd be good to do more of that now that i've had a chance to put out my own stuff i'm quite open to features and working Mm -hmm. with others and i would like to do um, well, I've got some festivals coming up as well, actually, over the next couple of months. My first Whoa, sort what of big stage. Um, tell us, tell us, please. Yeah, so one's called Af Prep, which is a new Afrobeats festival, mm-hmm. um, which is July. I'm also doing People's Day. Um, 
everything it's my mind is failing me right now and then there's a couple that i'm waiting for waiting to hear back from so mm-hmm. i can't say but let's just say it. i'm hoping that yeah. i i get those but um yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm yeah i'm sure i mean it's, with your you know positive uh, vibes and you know uh, uh, I can imagine like people you know really enjoying uh, seeing you perform and enjoying oh, the sunshine and yes. yeah because your music literally sounds like sunshine oh, <laughs> thank you oh, that's that's dear. Yeah. so I mean yeah I'm, I'm, I, I can see you I can see you there already uh, so you. yeah um, best of luck with that and where people can find you on like socials and stuff yeah so on Instagram I'm the underscore Nina Rose and it's the same for Twitter um, but if you're looking for me on DSPs it's Nina Rose Music um, on Spotify Apple Music etc um, yeah that's, that's it mm. <laughs> so Nina Rose best of luck with all your all your plans keep up thank the great so work much. thanks and for having thank me so, as well <laughs> thank you so much for coming it was such a pleasure talking to you and yeah great work <laughs> looking forward to listening to your EP thank you Nina Woo! Rhythm life, rhythm life.